Hello and welcome back to another episode of Getting to Know You. Joining me today is Dr. Heather Brandling-Bennett. Dr. Brandling-Bennett is a pediatric dermatologist at Seattle Children's Hospital, associate professor for the Department of Pediatrics at the University of Washington, and she's also a longtime PEDRA member. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Brandling-Bennett. Thanks for having me. Yay. So just to get us started, tell me a little bit about your path to pediatric dermatology and why that's the best fit for you. So I was in the beginning of my fourth year of medical school um, and actually was applying in pediatrics when I did a pediatric dermatology rotation elective at Boston Children's Hospital. And I suddenly had that aha, like this is what I absolutely loved. It was my favorite thing I'd done in medical school and I actually had to pause and think, do I want to apply in a different field than what I had been planning to apply? And I was already starting my application process in pediatrics. Um, I ended up taking a year off, found wonderful mentors um, and decided that this was my passion. And so I went with it and I ended up applying in dermatology rather than pediatrics, but always knowing that I wanted to do pediatric dermatology. I think I knew I wanted to be a pediatric specialist of some sort and pediatric dermatology really fulfilled my interest. I had done a continuity clinic all through medical school, not all through medical school, but part of medical school, um, where we saw a lot of pediatric patients um, with skin diseases, lots of patients coming into primary care providers. Um, pediatric patients have skin concerns and my preceptor um, for that continuity clinic, I think, was a little bit stumped by a lot of the things. And I thought, I'm gonna do a pediatric dermatology elective. So I'm you know, a really good pediatric resident and provider one day and I'll know a lot. And it just ended up being really fun. And I loved the visual aspects of the field and found great support network and loved the community and decided that was what I wanted to do. I love that. Um, I love that this aha moment brought you into this community and this place where you could really feel your passion. I think that's so exciting. Do you experience those aha moments in your research? Yeah, so research is tough in terms of aha moments, um, but you do sometimes. I do a lot of clinical research and less basic science research, so I think sometimes when you're in the lab you have more of those aha moments than mm -hmm. you do doing clinical research. Um, but it's still really fun and rewarding, and it's one of the things that drew me into PEDRA is having colleagues to bounce ideas off of and to sort of discover those aha moments together when you're like, oh, this is really interesting, and, and just being able to share that with somebody and talk through things and go, is this an aha moment? It is an aha moment. Yes, there we go. We have that. So. I love that. So you talk about being in this community of other pediatric dermatologists and having that be a big draw for you for PEDRA. Um, how, does, how does the network help you get through your biggest challenges that you face in your role? So PEDRA came along at a great time in my career. I was sort of through my initial few years of being a pediatric dermatologist and finally figuring out I had a little bit more time and a little bit more bandwidth. Um, and was, but still not a ton because I am primarily at what we call a clinician scholar at my institution. So I don't have tons of time carved out for research. And so I loved having a network of people to work with, to help inspire me, to help spread the work. Mm -hmm. um, and so it came along and it was, it's been really a great source of inspiration and camaraderie. Um, 
And one of the great things about pediatric dermatology is that it's a great network of people. I've already mentioned that, um, finding great mentors, great colleagues, and it's not just my mentors, but my colleagues and my um, people who are, you know, at the same generation as I am that have become close friends. Um, and it's, you know, you, you get that through the Society for Pediatric Dermatology, but what PEDRA has done is really channeled those of us that are interested in doing research and collaborative research. It's given us a specific venue um, and some help as well um, to further those projects. Um, so it's, it's a, both a source of inspiration as well as a way of actually getting more done because we're, many of us are busy clinicians and have just little bits of time set aside for research. So um, it helps in motivate each other. It helps you know, move things forward um, and helps inspire new ideas as working together collaboratively. I love that. I think inspiring new ideas with your colleagues and your friends and the new investigators that are coming into the field is so important. And that to me as an outsider just really seems to be like this great place for such fresh research to really launch from. So I think that's, it's really exciting to watch that unfold, especially at the PEDRA meetings and at other meetings where I see our PEDRA network interacting. I see that spark and those aha moments taking shape and really defining future research projects, which I think is really cool. But you're not an outsider. You're part of our inside network. <laughs> you help us along. That's true. Yes. And I love, I love my role. I do. Um, what's been the most rewarding thing about your career so far? I think one of the things that I love most about my career is the variety to mm -hmm. it. Uh, I love the fact that I get to wear lots of different hats. Um, and I, you know, I mentioned I'm primarily a clinician scholar, so I do a lot of clinical work um, seeing inpatients and uh, inpatient consults and mostly outpatient clinic. Um, but I also get to do research. Um, and then I get to do administrative roles, um, mentorship, um, mm -hmm. learning all the time. And so my day-to-day -day is incredibly varied. You know, I was in clinic all morning and I've got to run the season inpatient consults and I get to spend a little time doing this and read a paper and I have to review a manuscript later. And there's just lots of things that, so I'm never bored. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I don't think many people are bored in medicine. There's always learning to be done. Um, but I also really like the variety just in my day-to-day -day work. Um, so that's really fun. Um, and then the people have made it really rewarding. And I think everything from the patients, obviously, most of us in medicine are here because of the patients and we love what mm -hmm. we do, taking care of patients. But an important part of taking care of patients is making our treatments better. You know, every day in clinic, yeah. a patient asks a question that I can't answer. Why? Mm. What next? Mm -hmm. You know, all those mm -hmm. things. And, you know, you have to be humble and say, I don't know the answer to that. But somebody, maybe it's not me, but somebody is working on that. And hopefully we will have an answer to that. Maybe it's not going to be tomorrow. Maybe it's not going to be next year, but in a few years. And then, you know, I've now been at this long enough that you see changes. There are things that we do totally differently now than we used to do because of important research that people are doing. Um, so I think, you know, those are all things that make my job really fun and inspiring. I love that. And that just leads so beautifully into this next question of, you know, your patients are coming in and they're asking like, why and how soon can we find a cure or a treatment or some way of coping with this? So where do you see pediatric dermatology research in the next five or 10 years? So it's a great question. I think there's many answers to that. I think our research is 
rapidly evolving. I think Pedro is really helping escalate the pace of research. Um, I think particularly we're gonna have, I mean, more and more therapies and there have been great people leading the way trying to really encourage more studies in pediatrics in not just in dermatology, pediatrics in general has often been left behind. Um, everything is studied in adults first and sometimes there's huge lag time between that being studied, a drug being studied in adults and being used in the pediatric population. And we're really pushing for that to change and studying these medications early on um, in kids. And so seeing that is really exciting and I think we're gonna see more and more of that. Um, and so I think that's really important. I also think our understanding of the why is hopefully getting better. I think it is getting better. Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. going to drive therapies more targeted. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we treat a lot of things very broadly, and I, I think we'll continue to do that in some realms. But particularly, you know, genetics research is ever growing and understanding mm -hmm. the genetic basis of diseases, even diseases that aren't purely genetic in origin, um, helps us understand things. Um, and a much better study is understanding of immunology. Um, and so we're going to have much more targeted treatments um, and just better be able to answer the whys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm hopeful and I see that work really being driven through PEDRA as well. Um, it's, it's really interesting to watch. I really believe that PEDRA and the network and all the research that's being done is, is really affecting change for patients in real time. And it's really interesting to sit back and see that happening. Yeah, no. um, Pedro leaders have been really great forces in bringing awareness that we need to be studying medications in kids, you know, almost simultaneously as we study them in adults and particular diseases where the kids are really affected, um, mm -hmm. sometimes more so than adults. We have to be brave to dive into the pediatric population, even without having the security of knowing that it's approved in adults. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So with all of that in mind and with what you've shared so far about yourself and your career and your thoughts on research, what piece of wisdom can you offer to our young investigators as they come in and just begin their careers? So I always think it's hard to give advice <laughs> or general advice. I think the biggest challenge that so many of us face is time and um, you know, figure out how to balance. And I think some of my mentors have reassured me along the way that you know, find the time to do the things you love, find something that you're passionate about, because if you have passion for it, you're much more likely to do it. And then also try to you know, be understanding of yourself and what you can do um, at certain times in your career. Um, and maybe there's times where you have more ability to do something and then you'll have times where you can do you know, other things. Um, and so I think, you know, be understanding and patient with yourself as well. Um, things mm -hmm. don't always go on the path that you plan, but, you know, find something of passion and follow it. And then, you know, be forgiving if it doesn't go exactly as you hoped, but, you know, keep trying and, um, you, you know, hopefully have a long career ahead of you and lots of time for things to change and evolve. And I think, you know, particularly pursuing research in academia leaves a lot of room for evolution and change. And so it's a really fun, exciting field. I think anybody who's interested in joining this field and hasn't convinced themselves yet, please come welcome. Um, you know, we have lots of room for all different, you know, avenues of research. Um, we need more people interested in basic science, but we also mm -hmm. love people who do clinical research and there's so much work to be done. And, uh, you know, dermatology is so fun because it touches upon so many different parts of the immune system in your body and we interact with so many different other organ systems and so it's we're just ripe for study. 
Absolutely. And that's such wonderful wisdom and something that really we can really benefit from hearing over and over right now as we live this pandemic. <laughs> be kind to yourself when you have adjustments. So I think that's wonderful and it's a message that no one should ever tire of hearing. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Brandling Bennett. It's been a pleasure having you and we oh, look forward welcome. to all the things in the future. I am looking forward to them as well. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you.